I just liked your moment of realization. Like, wait, is there a Wayun Brunt episode? Okay. <laughs> a lot of Twitter said yes, but then one person said no, so I actually don't know. There is a Wayun Brunt episode. Fucking yes! What the fuck's going on down there? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 424 of WTFTFW, a Transformers podcast by Transformers fans. One of those Transformers fans' names is Aaron. There are probably quite a few Transformers fans named Aaron. No. But that's also my name. You're the only official Aaron. Those other Aarons are third-party Aarons. I, you know, I can maybe see that. Yeah. Uh, also uh, joining us is another Transformers fan whose name is TJ. Um, I cannot confirm whether or not that is my real name, but that is what I've been called. I think there is at least one other TJ. Probably? He takes a lot of pictures of third-party toys, though, so I don't know if that's another case of, like, you're the official TJ and he's, like, the unofficial TJ. He's got, like, maybe more articulation but less safety features. No, I, I don't deal in the unofficial. We know this. Yeah, yeah. All right. We've cut a clear line in the sand. Uh, there's a really clear line in the sand behind this episode because not only have we finally caught up with getting all the posts up, we've also finally caught up with getting the new podcast site all up to date with the TFW 2005 relaunch, which I'd like to talk about at least briefly, what with it being the site that actually hosts this podcast. Um, the website has relaunched. The message boards have relaunched. Everything is more mobile friendly. Uh, a lot of new tech involved social groups are gone picture galleries i think are gone user picture galleries are gone or something like that um the main thing that we're going to talk about that's important to us thus the most important thing on the whole site as far as i'm concerned is we now have a website a blog called uh wtf.tfw2005.com if you have not checked that out, please go check that out. Our subforum is still there, but the subforum is no longer tied to our RSS updates, which means the subforum is now just a subforum, which actually affords it a bit more freedom. Also, this new blog front page of ours has got things like there's a post for each episode. The posts have play buttons in them. There's subscription info for Android and iTunes. We've updated the subscription info for all you Zune users out there, which, by the way, we could use some more Zune feedback. Um, I think me and Aaron were talking about this before. Uh, we've had a startling yeah. lack of feedback on the Zune store, so if someone you know out there could you know, do us a solid. Um, I don't know, Aaron, if you want to make a, a direct plea here. No, I mean, it's just all feedback helps, and, and where we don't get feedback, we wonder why. Yeah, so we're, we're not sure what we did to offend the Zune users out there, but uh, I want to extend the olive branch and, and get you guys back. Um, there is some weird stuff that's come with this update as well. Uh, the, uh, the RSS feed got, went crazy when uh, the beta version of this WTF.TFW2005 site uh, went up. That seemed to coincide with me suddenly getting a lot of messages of people saying, hey, all the podcasts are back in the subscription list, right back to episode one. So that was a cool side effect. Now, apparently, some people can see all the way back to episode one. Some other people, myself included, can only see back to the March 2012 primetime episode, whatever that was called. I have no idea why that's happening. Uh, all the old episodes are still like on the actual forum. So if you really want to go back that far... Uh, it's in here. I don't know how to fix the RSS feed myself. 
yeah, for a, another pointless uh, anecdotal data point, my phone all of a sudden decided that, hey, I wanted to download 108 episodes or so. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there like, why is my phone acting like crap? And I start flipping around and see, oh, it's downloading every. Oh, my God. It's downloading everything. Hold on. And then one by one, I got to stop it. So thanks, Tony. Yeah, uh, I should throw out there in case people listening to this episode don't know. Uh, I don't really run any of the back end stuff. That's all the TFW uh, 2005 site admin. Uh, I don't have access to that stuff. Uh, the site admins, he's he's very uh, responsive to me during this period, what with the whole site being relaunched. But uh, at a certain point, I, I have like nothing to offer really other than passing it along to him. Um, so when it comes to things like weirdness with the, the, the RSS feed or stuff like that, all I can say is uh, my apologies, but I, I, uh, I don't know what to do about any of it. I'm trying to figure out exactly if there was recently like four or three or four completely random episodes got re-pushed as new. And that coincides with when I was updating links on older posts on the blog as an experiment. So I'm going to try to keep track of what coincides with what I'm doing. And hopefully that will help alleviate some things. But I just get an image of you in a room with like two poster boards and yellow string going from one and then red red yarn coming from this looping around this one and then crossing over to another wall stuff hanging down. That's basically accurate. Uh, The red yarn is actually in honor of our site admin who, uh, in order to help me learn the new system, actually sent me screen caps with large red lines and arrows drawn on top of them. Uh, which, which don't ever push this button. Really of course, me. that's the fourth thing down. Yeah, I, I only pushed the button a few times. That's why I think supplemental 40 got pushed as new. I don't even remember what supplemental that was, but I I got my reports on Twitter. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> it's a little glitchy, but it's it's doing more than what we we had going on for the last like year and a half or so. So uh, I want to I want to thank tfw for the new setup and also for helping me figure out how it works uh and and it's no longer a weird hack in the back end of a message board it's actually a proper system posting to the rss feed so overall it's an improvement and then there's play buttons people like play buttons don't they uh anyway Check out WTF.TFW2005.com if you haven't already. That's all the new updated site stuff. Other than that, I don't know what else really is new in the boards that is worth talking about. I have, you, have either of you, are you guys having the usual thing? What with this being like, what, the eighth or ninth relaunch of TFW in its history? Like the, the thing where you start clicking in the wrong places or you're like, where did my button go? I've had a little bit of that. Um, the other thing is there just seems uh, like lines got drawn in slightly different places of where stuff divides yep Mm -hmm. like i i see a whole lot of mod console stuff that i never saw before but since i'm the mod for wtf at tfw is like a uh uh-oh thing in case somebody accidentally moves a thread there which is what used to be a problem seriously before Mm -hmm. now it's like i see i see mod actions everywhere yeah i I usually see mod actions everywhere but that's because i'm paranoid um I have had some trouble with copy and pasting formatted posts here and there, although it's, it's actually a case of trying to catch up with a slight improvement where used to be if I wanted to, like, copy our topic list, I had to, like, go deep into the edit thing and copy that because that had all the, you know, the, the coding on it. 
Mm-hmm. Now, at least for the blog posts, I can just highlight a post that has URLs in it, and it copies all that format because of the back end on, on the blog site. So that, that's made it slightly easier for me. Uh, but yeah, weird weirdness abounds. TJ, have you had any strange experiences on, on the new website? So far, no. I think at this point I'm used to websites updating to points where I just have to take it in as a completely new website. Just It's, it's more or less for me just the new things that show up, you know, the new things that want to drop down on their own or different uh, resolutions that didn't, you know, or used to be like little tiny things are now like going all the way across my screen. That's a little bit weird. It's it's more like just the way my mind perceives the board is getting used to how everything is now. Yeah, it's all wide now because it's all like mobile friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the upside being now I feel more comfortable actually like it's not like I was like crawling in my skin scratching at my arms but it, it's a lot more comfortable to go through the site on my phone now because uh, before it was like many other sites where I would end up just having like, you go through a desktop site and a phone you're pinch zooming in and out on all kinds of things accidentally clicking buttons uh, I just got an email from a Facebook group that's what that noise was thank you yeah whatever happened to uh, making everything else go quiet hmm I forgot. Um, Good professionals as I sit here and check that Vibrate's turned on my phone because nobody's going to send me messages. Uh, that was actually my desktop email because I still use Outlook. Uh, uh, yet? I'm sorry. No, I, li- I like Outlook. <laughs> I was brought up on it. Uh, yet, I'm also excited about a mobilized website. So I'm just... I'm always going to be an excited person who doesn't know how anything works. That's kind of my fate. Um, moving on to actual Transformers. Let's do some new picture picks. I've got one, but I'm wondering if you guys have got some as well. Or not. I don't know. Uh, I can do mine, but uh, I want to give you guys a shot first. Aaron, have you got one that you'd like to talk about? Um, Transformers Legends Astro Train. The They're going release. for the dark gray. Yes, the Japanese version. The dark gray space choo-choo. Yes. It's, I'm, I'm glad that they continue to differentiate. Yeah, it's more or less what I was hoping to see. Cause I, not like I dislike the Wave 2 Astro Train. It's just that I'm, I'm a bit more of a fan of a darker gray. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think, I think this one looks better. And if it weren't for the headaches and hassle that come with dealing with the imported side and more expense. I might go for him over just the regular retail. Yeah. For me, it's like, uh, I I'm, I'm really tempted by all the legends versions and I part, Mm -hmm. part of the only reason why I actually ended up getting any of the domestic ones is because they all went on sale immediately in Canada in really weird and, and, and quite possibly unintentional ways. Um, yeah. Because the the costs the costs over here are becoming very similar, uh, at least in in my purview. Um, then again, now that EMS is like triple terrible for me, it's it's I don't know, man. Everything just costs more. That's kind of the, the state of affairs yeah. right well, now. Well, I mean, you saw why shipping went nuts, didn't you? Uh, no, I didn't see the kind why. of off topic. Um, Hanjin Shipping, which is like the Korean shipping company that's like the fourth largest bulk shipper or something like that in the world, yeah. declared bankruptcy. Oh, geez. That explains a lot of things. 
actually. Yeah, that was I actually saw where um, the Cards Against Humanity guys, Secret Hitler, they were saying that they're having a whole lot of issues that they have product that's in those shipping containers that um, like ports aren't allowing these ships to dock because they're afraid they're not going to get paid their port fees. So there's a whole lot of stuff sitting in cargo in 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 shipping containers. Oh, that's super messed up. I yeah, don't, I don't know if this is related, but um, it's probably not. But it's a similar weird thing that that happened recently. Is a couple packages from China no longer use tracking numbers that related to China Post. They use tracking numbers that related to a Netherlands shipping company. And I had hmm. never seen those before, and I was in fact very confused. Uh, ended up finding where to do my tracking, but uh, I, I had never seen a tracking number that ended like that before, and I was wondering exactly how that connection happened. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, weird stuff, man. Shipping toys is never is never cool. It's well, unless you're in the states and you're getting something for someone in the states. You guys still have it real lucky. Like, how much does it cost to, like, ship a toy in a box to another person in your country? Like, five bucks? Uh, a little more than that. size and shipping, yeah. I, I usually run six about bucks? six fifty. Oh, six fifty. Oh, hey, that fifty cents killed me. Okay, Jiminy Cricket. Business is terrible now. That's that's a skyrocket off of the five dollar estimate I had I'd thrown out there. Um, TJ, what do you think about Legends Astrotran? I really, really like the look of it in two of its modes. Mm. See, I forgot that. Like in the animation model, like not only like does he have that correct color scheme, not, I forgot that he had those two little like pylons on the sides of his head. Like I forgot that was like legitimately one of Astro Train's details. Yeah, I think that's why they're in the toy at all. Mm-hmm. Well, I just we, we we saw all the others where they need to bulk up the heads so they can actually look correct on a Voyager. So I figured, oh, that's just what they did on sentinels like i it completely blanked in my mind that that was a real detail yeah like i i, I think sentinel actually looks better with them down um i don't mind it either way but um it's it's one of those things where the robot mode looks fantastic i cannot get my head into the train mode for astro train mm. you know like and part of this might just be because i still really really like the classics one Oh yeah, definitely. There's part of me that's just like I don't want to like I, I don't want to replace my Astro Train or like or uh, double up on them or anything like that. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say like it's not like the Transformers Police are gonna come and like hey we fa- we heard you have two Astro Trains and we're here to collect one of them. <laughs> it's not like that. It's just I feel weird having like the same character on on like. The same shovel. They're both supposed to represent G1 Astro Train in some way. And well, here's what you got to do: you get you get this new Astro Train. You set them aside. You wait till Octane and Blitzwing come out in Titans Return as well, or Legends. Then you have the Headmaster versions of them as a separate continuity team. From I don't know, let's call it whatever Dreamwave would have been doing in 2016 if Dreamwave was still around. We'll call it the Neo Dreamwave Triple Changer Trio. There, I solved your problem. You can, I'm, I'm going to give you that one for free, even. You're ever so generous to me. I know. Um, Aaron, how are, you, how are you feeling about his train mode? Um, I don't know why this one looks a little bit better than the other train modes that we've gotten. 
even though it's exactly the same. I don't know if it. I still don't like the fact that it like stacks up higher and higher and higher as you go down the length of the train. But I think the dark gray and and purple and especially with the way that they have like painted the inside of the panels that flip down for the train wheel stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of changes the visual profile a little bit. I was, I was going to ask you if it was because, I mean, the cockpit window certainly helps, but I think the purple along yeah. the bottom, like that whole strip and the cow catcher, I think is doing yeah. a massive amount to visually describe the train a bit better. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, with between that panel and then like the flip back panel. Yeah. Um, that gives like a bit more of a stepped profile there. It definitely definitely works uh, to to making that look something like something different. You know, I've got the uh, Sentinel prime sitting here in front of me and, uh, red slight, you know, reddish orange and yellow. Yeah. Don't differentiate quite the same way, but, um, it's it definitely, it's definitely something that, you know, that this whole mold has of sacrificing, uh, the train side to yeah. have a more shuttly side. It's, it certainly doesn't help on Sentinel also that he's he's doubly cursed with an orange and red that are, like, extremely close to each other. I'm not yeah. going to say identical, but, like, they are super close, and visually it's it's real mushy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, also what, like, you know, what they do with with the other two triple changers. Um, like, I've got, I've got the Titan's Return Wave 1 stuff, but a lot of the, the waves going on outside of the original 7 and, like, weird stuff like Alpha Trion... Uh, where I'm, I'm not a hundred percent thinking that I'm going to see just a better version of it out of Japan. Like I'm kind of holding off on a lot of it now. And I say that, but every time I say that, like a thirty percent off sale happens. So maybe that's also why I'm saying that because I'm mm-hmm. I'm super happy paying thirty percent off on a lot of these guys as well. Um, TJ, have you got a new picture pick for us to talk about? Well, hmm. God, there's so there's actually quite a bit that's come up. Since I appreciate a good mystery, I like uh, I liked seeing the potential prototype of a masterpiece Megatron two. Yeah, I I woke up late the day that I slept in that day, and uh, and I didn't check Twitter for a while. And man, was I confused by a lot of the conversations going on, because a lot of folks took it at super granted that that was a Takara Tomy design. And so mm-hmm. I was really confused at the lack of any activity from, like, Yuki's Twitter. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is a thing that was reported by Alucard Lee on Weibo, which he alleges is to be a prototype of Masterpiece Megatron. Uh, I I have also seen another story going around Facebook that this was a Takara Tomy design that was stolen and is being reproduced unofficially in China. And that's what this photo is of. Wow. Uh, that's... All of these stories all seem pretty nonsensical <laughs> to me um yeah but, that i mean it's one thing if you get a hold of the physical thing but to be able to produce it then like there's worlds away at that point yeah i think that story seems it's highly not like unlikely. if you just it's not like if you just get a copy of a thing yeah twirl your mustache <laughs> slightly and then start stamping them out at a factory i i think there's a good chance this is actually official there's a lot of certain details about it that you know, they mirror things that you're seeing on current uh, masterpieces like Ironhide and Inferno. But, like, TJ, do you think this is an, an official piece? I want to say yeah. Because the masterpiece, 
alikes that we've seen from third party for Megatron have been getting better and better as they've continued to every every company's kind of continued to try and one up each other on that design. Mm-hmm. This one has this one just has like a cleanness and just like there there's a level of involvement to him that seems right for an official masterpiece release. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like there's certain things on him that kind of feel appropriate like feel like something i would see on a takara release uh the shot of him and like the full robot from the front you can see the two spare heads or the two spare faces rather it's it's the spare faces with the foreheads which implies to me they're going to be easy to pop on and off which is a huge clue this isn't an unofficial yeah piece. yeah if there's mm-hmm. one thing i love a lot of unofficial toys if there's one thing that they are all still really trying my patience with it's swappable heads and faces that require screws to be removed um to me actually the biggest clue is the hands uh the hands look enormously like current masterpiece to me they have a certain curvature and kind of puff to them uh and they don't form a perfect fist they and they have permanently curved fingers those aren't necessarily positive things but those are things that are really common with masterpiece uh, on an official level is right these hands that are always kind of halfway between like good and bad in a way that makes them highly survivable but also like makes tons of business for kfc's replacement hands um yeah, well, that is that's the main thing because typically when you see something from third party, they try to do absolutely everything they can, every piece of jointage because technically the budget's unlimited. It just means how much they have to charge for it once it's done. Mm. This is obviously fitting into like a budgetary limit, also where, the, where they need where it's going to be on like a mass retail level. Also, gun cannot be straight. Yeah, <laughs> certainly sad picture. Frequent, frequently, that's an issue, uh, especially as you get older. Yeah, well, that's what that's what you know. Certain kinds of underwear are for, is to kind of well, keep stuff in place. This is this def- this explains why he's angry all the time. Yeah, it just it keeps flopping. <laughs> what a terrible photograph to be the first image of this thing's alt mode. Well, well, be it's a it's very prototype. Yep, like that that is like the like that is the color of a very early prototype so yeah that doesn't surprise me that there's a few things to work out still yeah it's like you know clearly this is a leak and clearly like you know that's that's not how anyone would want to have well i mean there have been some unofficial companies who haven't really cared that much about how their stuff's presented at first but like most most anyone doesn't want their thing to be shown the first time in such a way um did you guys notice i noticed someone pointed this out on twitter you see that 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 profile shot where he's got the stand plugged into his butt Mm-hmm. Uh, some folks said the stand looks like it's the extended stock from his alt mode. Like the base oh, of it yeah. kind of resembles that. That would be a cool way to, like a shock wavy way to double up on stuff. Yeah. Um, but TJ, it sounds like you're really digging the way he looks, unless uh, like there are faults to to drop. Oh no, no, I I am so far. Okay. I I think one of the one of the benefits of doing like a prototype from Megatron here. He's pretty much in the color I expect him to be. Yeah, doing a great proto of Megatron <laughs> kind of works out. Yeah. Like, a lot of people have been digibashing this thing, and, like, I understand that's a thing people do for fun, and I'm not trying to knock it, but, like, after I saw, like, the fifth or sixth one, I was kind of like, you know, I, do we do we really need, need all this work? <laughs> I mean, I, it's probably fun <laughs> for you guys, and I, you know, so, you know, have fun, but... Um, Aaron, how do you feel about this uh, potentially official masterpiece Megatron? Um... Glad to see it's coming around again and doesn't have the weird skinny legs that the first that the V one does. Um, it looks kind of chunky as a pistol, 
But then again, I don't know how many people are going to have this be a pistol. Oh, okay. So this is a slight tangent. Do you want to know? So, so there's there are three unofficial masterpiece Megatrons. Apollyon is everyone has forgotten about him. Um, so really, it's it's about DX nines and make toys. Do you want to know something? A lot of people have been like thrown back and forth with each other. Is as an actual talking point. Well, the handle looks like it might be too wide to comfortably hold, and I'm like. I understand looking for cons, but like, is this an actually is this actually something people want out of a masterpiece Megatron? Is comfortable pistol feel when holding as a fake pistol? Like, I've never felt like that was actually important in a Megatron. <laughs> like, am I missing something? I just I think it's it's one of those things where it's uh, something that looks like a pistol, so it should be able to be held like a pistol. If you had something that looked like a car, but it turns into something goofy where two wheels are big on one side and two wheels are small on the other side it'd be an issue i guess but like when it relates to like an adult hand or a child hand or a large or small adult hand and like when it's being held up as almost a linchpin of like whether or not you should purchase the toy like yeah. your, your decision's That's, hinging on this i i i'm, I'm <laughs> that wouldn't be a, a go no go for me it would be a like dislike yeah. maybe like I just, um, the, the and, and again, of, the again, of though, words being spent on whether or not any of these are comfortable to hold. Like, I feel like I'm watching aliens talking to each other, you know, like, yeah, I'm no. like, I, my, my I whole, don't understand my whole thing your human is... emotions. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's more just along the lines of like, you know, I, it's going to be like a few masterpieces. Hey, it's cool that it transforms. But who keeps them as robot or who keeps them not as robots? Who keeps them as vehicles or, or whatever? There are figures right. that you display that also do this other thing. For sure, for sure. And yeah. I, and really, it's like it was that necessity they had of creating a Megatron that was like in the proportions of the actual gun that led to the original Megatron having so many problems in the first place. And like and like mm-hmm. as, as someone who's who's very tactile minded, like, you know, for all the you know, stuff I'm saying about not wanting to hold the gun, if a Megatron transforms, like I want it to be a nice transformation. That's why I never picked up a Polyon. Because it looked like that was a nightmare transformation, and I already had one of those in in the official, the old official masterpiece Megatron. Uh, that's why I'm I'm really interested in picking up the other two unofficial ones because I I've, I've transformed the Make Toys one. It was fun. I've watched a video of the DX9 one, and it looks really fun too to actually transform. So both of those I'm I'm very interested in. And if this Megatron is official, uh, one thing official masterpiece tends to be really good at is being fun to transform. So I'm I, and also this guy looks like he's doing a whole lot of things his own way, just like uh, Make Toys and DX9s do a lot of things their own way. Uh, like to me, the three of them are all side by side. Like I, I kind of can't. I, the Make Toys one is so anime. I kind of I kind of like it a bit more than this or DX9s. But the three of them to me all feel like equally fun, unless you know materials wise, this or the DX9 one really fall apart. Which I, I'm kind of doubting, so I, I'm uh, I'm unfortunately not finding it very easy to make any decision about Megatrons. It's more like, well, I just want to handle all of them, and then if I end up not having fun with one, I'll get rid of it. But uh, I think this thing looks pretty cool. I, I, it, I actually, there's one thing about him I'm, I kind of don't like, although I think it comes from what could be a really fun transformation step. I super don't like the pelvis on this potentially official one. But it looks like his pelvis looks kind of dumb because it is a split open part of the gun handle. And that, I think, sounds super cool. So, yeah, you know, it's like the things I don't like seem to potentially be a 
byproduct of something I would like. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how this turns out. Um, what's the thing you're supposed to... Uh, begun the Megatron Wars have. There's your token uh, third-party subform quote. Um, yeah, I think it's really, really interesting. Uh, I hope it ends up being an official piece. If it's an unofficial piece, that's not like I'm not going to pay attention to it. But the idea of an, of an official piece with that particular design aesthetic doing the Megatron to gun thing, I think is, is very interesting. Um, I don't really think it nullifies the other two unofficial ones per se. Cause like I said, they, they really are doing their own thing too, but uh, I want to handle all these. They all look fun. Uh, I really like the lack of massively stacked panels on this prototype. Like that's the thing that always makes me like groan on uh, on a Polyon or old Masterpiece Megatron is like the you know just like the the how do you put it the flapping layers on the boots. Yeah. There's like three layers of panels. It's like I don't want to engage with this. Uh. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about what this may end up being. I hope it's a happy ending. Um, my own new picture picks a lot simpler than your guys's, but uh, it's also a news drop. It's an official piece. Hasbro Asia is re-releasing MP10 as Shattered Glass Masterpiece Optimus Prime, complete with trailer. Uh, he's in the Shattered Glass colors. He's got the cracked windshield. I, I'm a little miffed to not see any of his slogans on his trailer. Um, I'm, maybe this is like a prototype thing and that'll come up later. Um, also, I'm sad to say, as someone who digs Shattered Glass Optimus Prime, I'm kind of uninterested in one that just looks like the G1 Optimus in different colors. Uh, to me, part of the identity of Shattered Glass Prime is how he was the Classics body, and then a Make Toys upgraded Laser Prime body. So he, just, he always had a more violent and raw look to him. Seeing him just as a very classic Optimus Prime in purple, I'm finding, like, a lot less engaging, but... Uh, you know, there's there's some folks who are pretty excited about this. Also, MP10 is a pretty fun toy. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 not personally really looking to pick this up, but uh, it, it, this was the this was not a piece of news I was expecting to read. Uh, Aaron, what about you? Like the the old logo is even there. Yeah, I uh, I, I can dig it. This is the the flip thing is one of the good. Um, botcon sets one of the good botcon ideas before it kind of got uh, dead horse beaten um, but yeah I, I wish that there was more to it than just the flipped color palette and uh, the cracked windshield you know I think if it did have one of the, the logos on the trailer or maybe instead of the axe he's got the mace of Megatron mm. just some additional way to flip it which I know isn't going to happen because that's all part of the stuff that's associated with that mold, yeah. but just some other way to further differentiate this from just we we toss it in Photoshop. We took this slider that was on red, we flipped it over to purple. We took this one that was yellow, we made it kind of greenish, and then we hit print. I, yeah, I'm not looking for new molding on him. I'm just like I was really surprised to not see one of his because there were two slogans he had on his toys, if I remember right. And I was really surprised not to see one on the trailer. Like, it just felt like that's the thing you're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, Knowing Japanese market, it's, it feels something like a sticker would solve rather than putting it as a permanent deco. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, I, I, I 
I am kind of expecting, especially it's well, it's it's uh, technically not Japan, it's Hasbro Asia, so it's China and Philippines. Okay, well, Asian check, release. I check, apologize. Check, check your borders. Uh, I'm uh, I, I'm kind of expecting to see those slogans if they're not in that trailer or in Deco. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting to see them as as a sticker or decal sheet. If they aren't in there at all, like what a missed opportunity. Uh, I think actually a, a small piece of excitement is to see what they do with the human driver figure, unless they just leave them out. But given how they they're including the whole trailer, I'd like to see. Uh, I don't know. I want to see evil. I want to see evil Spike all painted up. Uh, and packed in with this guy. Um, TJ, how do you feel about this masterpiece Shattered Glass Optimus Prime? It's, it is a bizarre choice. Like, didn't we just have a purple Prime with the Evangelion thing? Well, that was, well, number one, that released in Japan, not Asia. Guess what I just said. Uh, number number two, that's a different purple. It's a, oh, it's a different purple. I <laughs> Actually, apologize. The, the Evangelion Optimus, I think, also had like a gajillion extra paint apps, which was part of what made him even more expensive, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, this one seems to primarily be following existing templates, aside from the crack. No, but like this was like jarring to my brain. Like shat- Masterpiece Shattered Glass is something that that, that exists in digibash only like mm. i never thought i'd see any kind of official product in any continent that actually represented that though i am kind of with you on like visual identity of that character because i i kind of feel the same way when they do like the the uh the black convoy color scheme on like a g1 styled optimus prime yeah yeah or like it just mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't feel right you know, because it it doesn't have the details that the character is known for. It just it looks like Prime on an off day. Yeah, if if the head sculpt doesn't, because some Optimus Prime head sculpts just come out looking angry, and those are the ones that I think look the best. You know, as an evil Optimus Prime, like something about it just it rolls together a little bit. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mean like you know blisteringly angry. Just you know, like classics Optimus just had a very stern, frowny eyebrow. Um. But I, I saw a lot of people wondering, like, you know, because also I think this is going to be, since this is just Hasbro Asia, I believe this is going to end up being platinum. Uh, so look forward to the price, number one. Uh, number two, I wonder if maybe this would be the next chapter of platinum releases for Masterpiece stuff, uh, is to, like, maneuver towards shattered glass colorways. Uh, that would I think that would be really cool, because that would be a lot more interesting than the, like, Chinese New Year-oriented color schemes that... I think more often than not, didn't really speak to a lot of folks. Like Gear of the Goat Soundwave. I think Clear Soundwave is really cool, but that that has little to do with the color scheme. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, all in all, yeah, that was that was really neat to see. It's it's uh, it's kind of nice to see like Shattered Glass will not necessarily, as a concept, like go down with the club license. Like it, it it's uh, I actually raised some questions in my head where I was like, oh, I wonder. Like, I kind of assumed that given the amount of fiction written for Shattered Glass by the club in prose and, and in toys and etc., that, like, that would kind of be left to end with that era. But if it's something that, like, obviously they own it, you know, right. it, was, it was made under the license. So I, it, I, I didn't think it was going to resurge. So I'm, I'm kind of I want to see if they do anything else with it, you know, other than this. Yeah, that's something that I actually didn't think about until I'd seen this. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess it's all Hasbro, and they did it as, you know, something under Hasbro. So they probably got dibs on it, like, 
probably BotCon could say, no, we'd rather you didn't. But then Hasbro can say, okay, we've noted you're, you'd rather we didn't. Also, it's Hasbro Asia, who I th- I would assume have like an extra level of separation from everybody else. Right. Because uh, it's not e-hobby either. Like, that's Japan. Yeah. Like, Hasbro Asia is kind of its own little monolith right now. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see what else they do uh, if, if Shadow Glass is going to keep kicking around um, and if they are, are going to apply it to friggin' Masterpiece toys. Uh, mm-hmm. go, go ahead, I guess. Um, anyway, that's our new picture pick section. Uh, before we move on, TJ, you had mentioned there was a lot of stuff. Like, is there anything else you'd really like to cover that you'd rather not us gloss over? Um, there's not a whole lot, really. Like, we covered, like, the most interesting things. Like, we, like, we do have, like, a rumor list that, that was, had some interesting names in it. And I, I did glance at that. I just, I felt like the problem with that, with that list, which I'm sure any listener would have seen by now, is, like, it is just a list of names. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thought. It's a whole bunch of toys that I would love. Like, those are all names. I'm super cool with getting toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, make you know what? Make them, but make Nautica first, please. Uh, also, who who, who was the one who's surprised to see Blitzwing and Octane as Voyagers? Because oh, wow. that's a person I, who lives a blessed life. I w- no, I wasn't. I wasn't, yeah, actually, yeah. no. I want to know how they're going to do the, the uh, clones. Yeah, that that's fascinating. Like to think of Hasbro as the company that goes, well, we can't do toys that look identical, and now here's deluxes that look identical. Right. Well, I mean that's the thing. I mean I could see like okay, Wingspan and Pounce. We have a bat and a dog. You mm-hmm. can kind of do that. So are they just going to have the same like color scheme, same heads, same layout, so that well, they look kind of the same, or are they going to go further? Or how's How's that going to work? Are they going to be like the skeletal remolds of each other some other way? I would expect a skeletal remold. Like if if uh, Mindwipe was going to get remolded into anybody on that list, it would be Bomb Burst or Blood listed right. in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, by the way, Japanese names getting used as well mm-hmm. uh, from the second half. The second half of the list is the one that like, I think made it even more hard for me to feel like really like devoting a topic to because I'm like, well, these are these are like Japanese names. We might get them over here, but it also makes like a lot of this list make even less sense to me. Yeah, and uh, it's the thing that's like I'm not sure. Like, okay, where did his list come from? Sources. Yeah. See, that's always <laughs> when it's after it's like four steps away. Um, especially the hey, we lead with information that's already been confirmed. To then at throw other things after it that always kind of makes me go uh, okay because I remember what was it that was there was a few years ago where it was a list of things that had come from like a Toys R Us computer yeah that yeah, turned out to be man, a whole that. lot of BS because there was somebody that was a Transformers fan that had access to that and found out that you can just put stuff in there. And then, Holy crap! I'd forgotten about most of that story. Yeah, when was that? The, that was a long time ago. That was God, that was quite a while that. ago. That was that was like a Energon or Cybertron. Yeah, that was pre-podcast. And I remember a whole bunch of being a whole bunch of people being excited that like, hey, did you see this list? It's got a whole bunch of cool stuff in it, and and everybody's 
they're sending they're sending stuff to everybody for their birthday because one of them said birthday and it's going to be the best line ever. And then like a couple weeks later, it turns out somebody else that worked at a Toys R Us was like, no, I got into the computer. And at the national level, those aren't there. You can put things in at the store level in case you need to correct <laughs> something. And it appears that that's just it because here are those same screens on the from source level. And mm-hmm. then the guy that was the source of those never posted again. I, I did have a little theory I wanted to share when I saw the second half of the list. And this is this is a super stretch, okay? Mm-hmm. But it was a fun little theory that I had for about three minutes. I was sitting there and I was like, Land Cross. And I was like, what do I remember about Land Cross? And I thought about it and I was like, didn't... Actually, I'm going to double check something while I'm saying this. But I was looking at Land Cross and I was like, any combiner name in there? I was like, yeah, you know, they've got they've got this basic design for a combiner that totally works. Um, but I was looking at Land Cross and I was like... Landcross combined in a way that if you were to translate that into a modified Combiner Wars design, would not that same skeleton work for a potential Unite Warriors Lyokaiser? Uh, May- the yeah, with-, with the top and bottom half, so you'd have the- to make a new Voyager and a new torso insert, basically. Yeah. Well, basically, the I was whole- thinking. Good, good. I mean, the whole problem with Landcross is it wasn't just six figures that made one big robot. They also combined Energon style. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was kind of erasing the Energon style part and thinking, like, you know, if a Landcross were to happen, he would probably not do the duo com- combination thing. But given his similarity to how Lyokaiser combines, I was thinking, well, if Takaratomi were to do a Lyokaiser with a Leozak and Jaraga that make a torso together a way to recoup costs and that would be to then reshell that whole set as a unite warriors land cross who would yeah. you know combine in a similar way and like i said this is like a super stretch but it's like one of those like semi-logical super stretches and i felt very proud of myself and i didn't share it anywhere because i was like i don't want to actually say this too loudly because this is probably never going to happen do you see what but... vangelis said it's happening he's got a source he knows <laughs> <laughs> if we kidnap him and start to waterboard him he's going to tell us more things that are going to happen I just don't want to get waterboarded. I heard it's terrible. Uh, anyway, it's an inter- interesting list, you know. But uh, let's—I would like to wait to see pic- for for. I would like to wait to see four pictures of things. Is what I was screwing up saying. Um, but yeah, I've added that to our new picture pick topic list, so it's in there. You're welcome, everybody. Patting myself on the back. Uh, would you guys like to do a listener question? Do we have an option? You, no. you ask as if it's an option. Yeah, every time. Yep. Every time. Hey, it's how a, about it, we do this thing? We we could call it questions from a listener. It's I don't a know. polite lead-in. I'm trying to just politely move the podcast along in a friendly, jovial way. Hey, guess what else is interesting about this question? It comes from an anonymous user on Tumblr. Ooh. I know. Uh, the question reads, Hello, Evangelist and WTF crew. I recently quit buying masterpieces for budget reasons and switched over to the cheaper chug figures. I'm especially fond of the Combiner Wars versions of 1984 characters since they're cheap versions of familiar faces in a uniform action mastery style. But it would seem that most collectors do not share my opinion. What are your thoughts on the two Diaclone-derived waves of Combiner Wars? Click. Am I doing that right? Question ends. 
number one, here's the thing you're doing is you're you're really confusing me because number one, I I'm I'm totally with you that it's really cool to see some uniform '84 characters, you know, all lined up action master style as Minor Wars Limb. You're also saying chug, which is like a real bad word. It's like the equivalent of swearing on a G-rated podcast. So I don't know how to take this. Um, Aaron, what's your response to this? Like, well, well, how did you feel about those two? Uh, I actually like the way this is described. The two diaclone-derived waves of Combiner Wars. Um, so you're you're talking just the eighty-four guys, not the Combiner guys, as I assume the diaclone-derived waves is. What yeah, he's, I'm, I'm he's guessing here. he just means like the deluxes from yeah. Prime and Skyrim. Um, I I did like those. Uh, I do I do like those. Um, because it's being able to take an existing character and do something else different with them. It's, it's taking it and like turning it on its head a little bit. And that's always something that's fun as long as it's done well, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, where it's not something that's necessarily shoehorned because it's not like they're only able to be a limb They're They are good toys in and of themselves that then can also become a limb. Yeah. So I've enjoyed that. Um, Stopping buying MPs for budget reasons to for the the beginning of it and switching over to the cheap figures, um, that that was an intentional pause there. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, um, I, it's how I've come to dislike that term is because it was way overused and then tried to be extended into like the chugger sert 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 sir girl. Because every word has to be a part of it for just the, like, hey, the the new collector base toys. I just don't um, like it. It's a puffy, sweaty word to to work into sentences. Yeah, it and and it's way past its own due. Uh, anyway, that is something that I kind of have found myself doing. If I can get a masterpiece thing for for cheap, I will. But I'm not going bonkers. Or you know over the the new releases it's it's a convention get or a oh hey they ordered way too many wheel jacks so i can get one for you know a quarter off and then i'll i'll aim at it so don't don't let someone down talk you for the way that you want to collect because it's what you want to do and it's a way that you enjoy it yeah like people who want to shame people for what they buy eventually just like looks really stupid because it's not like they're even especially if they want to come at you for buying things they probably aren't your buddy who's going to come over to your place to hang out so it's like it's so far removed from them it it doesn't really matter um Mm -hmm. i just want to throw out there i don't mind old terms i just don't like ugly terms like yeah chug is a half step away from just calling them herf figures yeah well the thing is chug isn't even this line well, there's. I mean, we could also and, get into the I mean, part where I mean, I mean, you want to you wanted to get into that. We can get into that. I, no, I'll be there, right there with you because personally, and I know people disagree, but I, I'm going to be super egotistic and not care. I think Neo Classics has been a perfectly good catch-all term yes. for years. Yeah. Other than I think that may be a term that you came up with. I agree with that statement. <laughs> it's right up there with hand feel. Two very good, perfectly usable terms. Aaron, where where'd you go? I'm here. Okay. I'm I'm just glaring. All right. I could feel something, and I wasn't sure what it was. Uh, let's see. I, I don't really care if you say chug. I just like to get mad about it because it sounds terrible. 
TJ, how did you feel about the Diaclone <laughs> Deluxe waves from Combiner Wars? Uh, for me, it was more it was more of a novelty and it felt like something for the sake of keeping characters on the shelves at a time when there's really no other way of getting those characters out. Uh, it, know, was it, a, it was a great way to get an Optimus Prime out. Well, an Optimus Prime and things like like Prowl and Sunstreaker and like characters who hadn't had any figures since Universe. Yeah. So like, it was it was one of those things where you create this line of the that's all one uniform gimmick. So typically you would expect to see just those characters, like just the characters who use that gimmick. And now we kind of expand it. You know, we're doing it now with Titans Return because we're getting like triple changers and, you know, guys who are like power masters, but now they're Titan masters. So we can kind of shoehorn them back into the toy lines. And that's all well and good. It's all working out fine uh for combiner wars because everyone had to have the same structure and everyone just kind of had the same figure it just felt like i don't know like i needed something more out of it you know like i got prowl and he looks cool but he's missing the silhouette i need out of a prowl Mm. you know it felt like something that there really wasn't an appropriate mold to fix that in combiner wars yeah, I think yeah. as far as being the definitive versions, it's like, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. But I would never sell someone the idea that any of those deluxes were like, no, this is the new definitive pound or Trailbreaker. Uh, Trailbreaker having been one of the stronger ones, of course. Well, well, Trailbreaker was actually not bad. I mean, aside yeah. from you have his like gun hand, you also have a cartoon accurate head, which, you know, even his generations release which is a really good toy failed to have and and all the heads on on those those eight toys were super strong in my opinion um well, i mean prowl and smokescreen shared one i believe but mm-hmm. uh, otherwise like they, they were just incredibly good head sculpts um i think that for me like i, I alluded to this already like while i would certainly agree like they, these guys are not replacements uh, or definitive versions of the characters. I really enjoyed seeing these, like, season one, season two characters, um, well, it's really just smokescreen, uh, showing up in this kind of, like, it was like, it, it reminded me in really good ways of, like, the thing I liked about Action Masters, like, seeing all these characters again in a very similar body type, who, you know, when all standing together, like, there's something very uh, specific about it that that, that hit a, a certain spark in me. It made me feel kind of good. Um it's why, like, even even ones that, that I think were delivered poorly um, in production standard, like Smokescreen and Wheeljack being the standouts, having seen, like, you know, repro labels on them, or having seen Unite Warriors Wheeljack, I'm like, I think that the, the, the base core of those figures are all, you know, totally respectable. Um, like, I'm, I'm actually kind of, I'm kind of psyched about trying to get Link's Master when he comes out, and I'm getting kind of bummed out that... Uh, the grand Optimus Prime convoy, whatever box set is starting to be, looks like it's starting to become scarce. And I'd kind of like to get that one to replace a lot of my guys with, like, I want to take the American version of those limbs and like turn them into other guys and then get the Japanese box sets, which, which you know, have generally somewhat stronger paintwork. and repper labels just put out this set to convert combiner wars, Ironhide into like combiner wars smolder. And I'm like, if you do that for the rest of them, then I'm set. For a while, I really like these these toys. I would like to re-identify some of the ones that I might end up doubling up on otherwise. So, uh, no, I think I think someone who ends up 
really clicking with those waves, I totally agree with them. Because also, I think that those people are very rare. Because for the most part, a lot of people like to talk super trash on uh, on those two waves. Yeah, I don't talk trash on those waves. I you know it's a fun concept, but for me, it's fun that eventually wears out its welcome. I, I don't think you've been talking trash, but I mean, like you just, no, just... All, all you got to do is step, you know, about two steps into kind of the meat of the fandom dialogue, and like. There, there's a lot of, of very loud ill will towards those those waves. Um, like it's it's not. I don't think it'll be a popular opinion whenever I finally make videos for them and when I go like, yeah, I kind of like these. Like I'm expecting a lot of noise when I do that. <laughs> um. Anyway, I hope that answered the listener question, dear anonymous Tumblr user. I have a listener question from a message board member as well, uh, named G1 Lyo Kaiser, who asks us multiple questions. So we're actually answering a whole bunch this week. Uh, he says, hello, Evangelist. I had some questions for you, TJ and Aaron, for TFW Podcast. So specifically you two. So get ready. Question number one. Out of all the original tech specs for the Generation 1 Transformers, which character do you think you could relate to in real life? Um, you're not allowed to both just say Computron. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know how many original tech specs I could get anywhere near to, yeah, I, to try and determine my alt mode. Also, for me, like I mix up a lot of the original tech specs with like the what two different profile books the comic companies have put out. Yeah, there have so, been. Yeah, well, even like. So what was it? Marvel had their profile book. Oh, or three. There's Marvel the, and because Dreamwave. that was the the really OG one that came across like four comics. Yeah. There was yeah, Dreamwave's done theirs. IDW's kind of sort of done some like as the things in the back, and then like the actual tech specs out of cardboard. So that yeah. is a question that would require research that I don't want to do. Yeah, I don't I don't remember any well enough to say that they're also like me. I was just going to say that I wish I was like Blaze Master the time that his profile said he was a psychopath who likes to set fire to Decepticons and listen to them as they burn. Uh that's something I would like to aspire to. Um TJ, do you have anyone that you you feel in common with? Oh my god. Star Saber perhaps? <laughs> Jeez, do they even have tech specs in Victory? I th- I assume there was a profile somewhere. Here's the thing. I fully admit I am not heroic enough to even put myself anywhere in that range. <laughs> like, if I'm thinking back to tech specs, Optimus and, like, Rob, like, none of that. Thanks none for, of that. Thanks for the admission that you, you would, you would, <laughs> I, I concede that as a personality, perhaps I am not a star saver. <laughs> See, I'll concede that I'm not a blaze master, but I want to be one. Well, if I if we're talking like all tech specs we want to be, I want to be Rapido, because Rapido's cool and he outranks everybody, which is amazing. Man, Rapido would be cool. No, I gotta stick with Blaze Master, but Rapido would be cool. Yeah, I uh this is this is one of those times where uh, I I have forgotten most of my tech specs because other fiction came out and it pushed a lot of it out of my head. Um, so let's move oh. on to question number two. Unless there's anything else you guys want to throw in, eh, not especially. All right, question two: If you had the opportunity to voice act any Transformers character, who would it be and why? Aaron, if you got to play a Transformers voice and you got to choose who it was, what would you do? 
Optimus Prime or Bumblebee for the residuals checks. <laughs> yeah, because you want to be in every episode. Get all. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I see what you mean. That's a, it's a very Ferengi way to think about things. That's like Rule of Acquisition 276. Something like that. Always voice Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Um. All right, TJ, what about you? Who would you voice, given your druthers? Given my druthers? Um, I wouldn't mind voicing a Rekgar. All right. Like I, I love, I love the the quirky like all TV quote dialogue. But there's like, no way you'd be in more than like two or three episodes. Like, I you... don't care. The episodes it would be fun. I guess your residuals though. I, mm. I'm not. I'm thinking passion, Vangelis. <laughs> but the, the profit. What 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 is more passionate than than profit? I want to make quippy '80s references. When you awaken the 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 no, I don't remember what it's called in the the exalted marketplace with golden gates and the first grand nagus comes out and and wants to see your admission and you say I did it for passion what kind of ferengi are you look don't touch my dials vangelis <laughs> kind of what kind of ferengi um I have a really... I actually had an answer to this really quickly. I think if I could play a Transformers character, it would probably be Shockwave, but specifically the trans-tech version. Because I feel like that version of the character has not really gotten a lot, fiction-wise and media-wise. So I would probably go with trans-tech Shockwave. Why would you ever voice him? Well, you know, I just think it's an untapped well of potential, really. Um, I was thinking, like, you know, I, I, I kind of had a really solid ranked list in my head, uh, actually, because I was also thinking, like, other characters could really use uh, a voice and that I feel like I could have a place to explore uh, going over to the animated continuity. Uh, you know, any number of auto troopers or perhaps, like, um, Breakdown from the animated Stunticons or uh, or Iron Fist, Physitron, um, you know, animated characters that didn't really get big moments yet. You know, that, that means that they're a canvas to... To poke around in, or may, you know, maybe even if if they were to go back to animated and, and Corey Burton were you know not able to to commit to it or you know whatever, uh, doing animated Megatron could be real fun. Uh, or or in, in a perfect world, if they ever brought Gobots back, I would love to play Psykill. That that would actually be my personal hope. I would really like to voice Psykill someday. Um, so I've kind of got like this really set list in my head. Uh, I feel a little bit like a nerd, you know, having that all ready to go, but it's true. Like it's, I can answer that question really fast. Um, question number three, which Transformers characters do you feel are underrated and deserve more attention in the cartoons, toy lines, etc.? Punch counter punch is my answer. Um, TJ, what about you? Who do you think needs more attention in general? Is punch counter punch is a really good one. Yeah. It really depends on, like, how you choose to portray it. Like, a few years ago, I would have said Thundercracker, but I think the comics are doing a really good job of fleshing out what was originally the concept of that character. Oh, yeah. like The comics have been doing a huge job. Even frigging Devastation. I had forgotten about his scene in Devastation, and I recently played that mission again. And, like, he had a really good scene in Devastation, the, the video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was short, but it was that same theme. But I always like the idea. It's like, okay, there is a Decepticon who's just following Megatron because he fears disobeying him. And he's actually empathetic toward what's happening on Earth. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was, that's kind of a cool, and it kind of takes away, it kind of takes away the black and white look you had on the original G1 characters. So there is some gray area. 
Like, I, I that... would I would argue that even though the comics are doing so much with him, like he's nodded more than meets the eye. He's and 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 it's the comics only. Like I feel like he's almost still a little well, bit underrated. Well, I will I will say like of the cast there, he feels like he, he feels the closest to like a more than meets the eye style character. Oh yeah, like well, where he, he definitely has this particular quirk to him that makes him a lot more interesting. Easily mm-hmm. one of the strongest parts of uh, of X Rid, especially like the post Dark Cybertron X Rid. Like he really stuck out immediately. Um, but like in in toy lines and stuff, like I, I kind of wish he would get. I don't know. I wish Thundercracker and Skywarp could stop being repaints. You know, that's what I, I'm still waiting yeah. for the line where it's like. You know, you can have all three of the original Seekers, but different vehicle modes, like different jet styles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there was a period in the comics where Thundercracker was like, you know, the G1 looking guy. Skywarp was the video game design and Starscream was Armada Starscream. And I love that period. Like when they were all different silhouettes and they all had their own, you know, sticky outy thing. Sticky outy thing. Especially Skywarp. He had, like, the, the funny-looking video game toes. No, like, you know, like, well, see, I was going Thundercracker just because, well, in recent years, he's been getting used a lot more. Like, the one I want to see is I would love to see someone expand on the way Blitzwing was in the cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there never was a follow-up on him, right? After Five Faces well, Darkness. No, no, because Hasbro knocked on the door and went, hey, um, we've got this other triple changer you need to sell. So can we put Octane in there instead? So, like, Octane came out of nowhere. He was friendly with the Autobots already. And then there's this whole thing where he's trying to take over Trypticon. He tries to go out on his own and then gets, like, forced back into the Decepticons. That was all his, that was all Blitzwing's story arc. Yeah, and, like... That's like I like Blitzwing a lot as a design, but like there are a lot of Blitzwings where I can't really tell you who like who they are. Mm-hmm. But just like the way that Blitzwing story ends up ending, I think makes him more fascinating than if he had just like gone back to being a Decepticon. Mm-hmm. You know, because in this way, it's very ambiguous. You know, he never joined the Autobots, but he was never welcome with the Decepticons again. And I, I love this idea that the most, in like Five Faces of Darkness, the one Decepticon loyal to Galvatron who stayed and waited for him mm-hmm. is the one who turns the gun on him at the end. Yeah, as a concept, it's really cool. And uh, no, I, I agree. I'd love to see, I'd love to see a Blitzwing get expanded on in, you know, if, in that way. Or even like, wasn't it Dreamwave that like kind of had him as like a, he was a sort of berserk experiment? Yeah, triple changers in general, because... Like, uh, I, I think that's pretty much how any non-normal Transformer ha- happens. Like, we, their Enigma is a combination, or their Geoxys experiments, or... Yeah, mm-hmm. or he was a Shockwave experiment, I think, in Dreamwave. I, I just remember specifically Blitzwing was in, like, one of the War Withins or something. Like, he was locked in a cell, and he was all nuts, and I kind of wanted to see more of him. But then I, I always forget how any of those Dreamwave stories end. <laughs> well, well, none of them technically ended so there you go some days you know when the writers don't think they can sell the idea i'm sure they'll that's a whole different tangent um aaron did i already ask you this now i've, I've already no, cycled back around yeah i didn't think i did i was about to say you can't say computron like you just did but you didn't so uh, aaron who do you think is underrated i was actually kind of thinking like omega supreme 
yeah, I guess in recent years he hasn't really. In, in recent years, I mean, because, what was the last thing? Energon with the weird train boat thing? Oh, yeah. No, no, video game was the last Omega Supreme. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. But he was still just a big thing for Decepticons to shoot. Yeah, he was kind of more of a monster than a than but, I guess a character. You know, so, some of the stuff like that's just kind of been forgotten. What about Time Warrior? Yeah. Oh man, Time Warrior! Oh. There you go. Yeah, I like that there, idea. there's there's some stuff out there, and even I mean, I was kind of thinking about it. There are plenty of characters that have been made, but just combiner parts that are just. Oh, you're an arm that happens to talk occasionally. Mm-hmm. That's why I liked the uh, the lead-in of uh, IDW's world before, like, when they had various teams that they were the combiner team, but they never combined. So it, wa- it wasn't just, like, all of a sudden, you know, the, the whole power-up thing of, like, hey, you only exist to be an arm for me. Get over here. Well, guess guess who's actually getting a good version of that story right now is the Combaticons. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, holy and crap. Did you see the preview for the next issue? No, I haven't yet. Oh, my God. It's like, I'm not going to tell you what happened because it's up to you. But like okay. everything I wanted the Combiner Wars mini to do and everything it tried to do, but kind of did in a real like rushed and sort of hammy way. Mm-hmm. The next issue until all our one is doing like so well. And like, I'm kind of I'm kind of over the moon that it's the combaticons who get to reap the benefits of having kind of skipped combiner wars because like it's it's so cool like it's mm-hmm. it's it's, it's uh, the preview is just like three pages and two of them are a spread and it's like one of the coolest spreads i've seen in a long ass time um yeah are you but is this is those... this all you going towards saying you would like to see more of the computron limbs that wouldn't be bad. I knew it. I knew but it. But that wasn't the the point of it. No, I was just sitting here trying to think of like what hasn't gotten good recognition lately. That little noise was my fist going into my palm as I realized I, what I, happened. I figured as much. Uh, all right. Well, question number four. After Combiner Wars, Titans Return, and Prime mm-hmm. Wars, what do you th- or uh, do you think that Hasbro and Takara should begin a second Beast Wars era? Thank you for answering my questions and have a nice day. I think the Beast Wars era was due to a climate around the franchise that currently does not exist. Because when Beast Wars came out, a lot of people didn't remember Transformers. Right now, a lot of people remember Transformers. And that was part of it. Uh, That's why Kenner made the toys. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying Beast Wars was bad, but it was... It was good for reasons outside of being about beasts, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I could not see a full line beast direction happening. Like, I think that Prime tried to in Beast Hunters by having a majority of the line be either people hunting beasts or straight up dragons. And I yeah. think that's about as close as we're going to get. And that's something that I think Prime played well with and also... Um, yeah, I I still believe it's one of the reasons why Beast Wars was so good was just that because due to the technology, they were forced to have a lower number of characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Then you got more focus on those characters. You know, G1, how many how many different characters are in that first three parter of G1? Oh, why are you asking me these Way questions? Way too many. 
That's just the answer. Way too many. How many are in the first, you know, in the lead up of Beast Wars? Ten, maybe. So you you end up focusing more. So as far as media fiction goes, both both of those were their own thing. I think for a whole era, probably not. I could see a whole lot of of beast references coming back around potentially mm-hmm. but i i think that making a whole line of beasts would not go over as well so i i'm nodding but i feel like i've got to at least comment on the fact that that this sentence is precisely what we would have, what we would have said a few years ago someone said what do you think what about just doing combiners for a year or just oh, doing headmasters for a year i know but like i the, feel like i've got to with, at least mention that yes <laughs> however with combiners you can have a bunch of different stuff combined together they could have done a beast combiner technically yeah 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 i think i think i mean they they probably would have had to come up with a couple new molds but following the combiner theme you could still do a bunch of different things same with they're all vehicles too yeah like that which i i don't want like again that sounds like you know kind of trashing on the concept of beasts i think that especially with the live action movies being such car porn Mm-hmm. Like the vehicular side of it is part of what keeps it working no matter what happens. Yeah. And and that's another side of you know, Beast Wars I think kind of succeeded in spite of it being animals. Because yeah. it, it very rapidly got away from animals. It well, I was, mean how, how much of Beast it was Wars? robot animals and like these weird techno disco colors and a bunch of crazy stuff that got away from being just animals. Yeah. And how, like, you know, it it was the second season when they started to be like vehicle animals animals with vehicle modes. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, Mm -hmm. you know, in the the next series, animals and vehicles. And and I remember the fandom back then, a whole lot of it was like, man, I love these characters. What would it be like if they turned into cars? Like, that mm-hmm. was almost, like, one of the immediate thought patterns. It wasn't like, I love that this cheetah turns into a man. Like, that was kind of... Right. I'm not saying those people, don't, like, that that's not an opinion that's valid, but, like, I just distinctly recall, especially back then, their alt modes were not the important part for the most part. Right. So, I, I think that that would not go over very well. I think the, the masterpieces are a good place to toss some of that. I think that a one or two off the way that we had with like Rhinox and Rat Trap are a good way to go. I'm not quite oh, yeah. sure how that would fit with the Titans Return Headmaster style things, but it could still, I mean, be done. Be weird. Easy, easily enough. Be weird. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what else would be weird? Headmaster Blur. But I mean, I, I'm sitting here of the the Wave 2 Deluxes. I got two of them are animals, so you could probably do something with it. Hey, you if know you just made it less machiny and more animally. It'd be really cool if they did that. If they did that bat up like like Optimus Primal from Beast Wars. Hey, hey, guess what? What? Turns out they're doing it. What? All right. Um. Yeah. Uh, TJ, do you think they should bring Beast Wars back? <laughs> uh. No, I think Beast Wars is doing okay right now as the occasional homage in the collector's line. I I think, especially back in the 90s where you had, like, it was, like, the era of, like, for starters, it was more the era of, like, animal-based media for kids. 
because you had you, you were in the tail end of like the ninja turtle popularity you still had all like the spin-offs your street sharks and biker mice and it was pretty much just like heroes were like animalistic at the time and you don't have that nearly as much as you used to so i don't think it's as trendy as it would have been there in like the mid to late 90s yeah like, i guess so i never i never thought about that very much but that makes sense no um it really wouldn't work today like you said because you know people have a very conscious idea now of what transformers actually are so to kind of like shift gears now would be a little bit too much whiplash i think yeah like it would not i mean it's uh, apparently the next movie is going to have a dragon in it but like with transformers right now it seems like beasts happen but as tertiary things mm-hmm mm-hmm All right. Which, which I think that's kind of how G1 always went anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, there was always the old arguments, when, especially when people were, you know, fighting about whether or not Beast Wars should still be going on. People were like, well, there were beasts in G1. Like, I remember that being, like, one of those very clever tangents that you'd throw into your Usenet argument. Anyway, hope that answered your four listener questions. Uh, G1 Lyo Kaiser, we're going to end on some what we got this week. Um, all right, you two. You two with all your fancy friggin' new toys and your mm. Walgreens drugstores that have new waves of Titans toys. Um, it's not a problem. I don't have a problem. What? What? Y- all? You're the one with the problem. Hey, guys, you want to talk about Combiner Wars Computron so I could participate? Sure. We uh, can do that for you. Yay! <laughs> uh, I got mine on sale, and I think I might have talked about them already, but you guys got yours, so I'd like to talk mm-hmm. to you about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way I like, I'm, I'm going to be getting Unite Warriors Computron as well, but the way I've been looking at the Combiner Wars one and like kind of the way I want to play it out with my dumb toy videos, I think he is, especially if you grab like the perfect effect chest plate and head to, to get rid of the straight up repainted Superion parts of him. Uh, I think he's a super strong Betatron, like the idea of there being more Technobots and like, Hey, this guy looks a whole lot like he would be the backup Computron. And I, and I, I realize Betatron has been used as an insult by a lot of people. In this case, I'm not meaning it as a denigration. I think it's, it's a perfectly valid function for that guy, and I, I think he totally fulfills it myself. Um, but uh, Aaron, you're 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 a Computron enthusiast, as is TJ. But your name starts with A, so I went to you first. I I very much agree with you. Um, I opened so I got both of them yesterday in the mail. Um, and I opened the Hasbro one first and the Takara one second. The Hasbro one is very much my G1 uh, Computron. The colors are, are very much the same. The toy, the, like, the looks are very much the same. The tampo on the sides, it's the, the blue and red and black circle. That is just an amazing hit back to my childhood back to that weird chest plate thing you tr- you clicked in and it's really cool and so much of that um but then standing it next to the takara one man the takara one i like better i think it's it's the one that i really wanted not the one that i thought i wanted i think i i phrased it somewhat something like that on twitter i think that was your tweet yeah where i mean if you know if you can only pick one it, it definitely does come down to, as, as I'd said before, you know, it's like this is 80 percent 
the toy versus the Takara one is like 80% animation. And I I think I like the the additional steps that Takara took mold-wise. Um, I kind of think their choice of molds are better. The 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 feel of the of the toys themselves are a little bit better um down to and i hate saying it but the hand feel of a couple of them um they they feel matte versus feeling shiny and i kind of like that better in in a toy um in in this situation uh but it's just things like all all of these molds on the hasbro side at least are kind of showing their wear all of them all of them need a, a dab or two of floor polish just to to tighten up. There are about two ways I can have him stand all combined and not just want to flop over one way or the other. Uh, just little little things like that that kind of bring down the experiment the experience on a hundred dollar gift set. Yeah, um, like the like the Hasbro one is is actually the real bummer is the ones I like the most I had to do the most tightening on. Yeah, <laughs> like Strafe and uh, and Scrounge had the most. Floppy yes. stuff on mine. Scrounge, scrounge, actually, Scrounge wasn't bad on me. Strafe was not so good. Um, and I mean, I like that they remolded him with the canted wings, and I mean the touches that they did to him. I'm kind of upset that his guns don't come off. Yeah, um, yeah, on Strafe. On on Strafe, that they're just a big solid piece. Um, because those were also Strafe's handguns, or could be handguns, and then he also had his little pistol thing that. My original one's lost to time. Um, but yeah, I, I like nose cone, how he has the the nose cone that you can flip around for the alternate direction off of that brawl tank. Um, the, the paint and look is a whole lot better. I think for, for those aspects or some, it's like, I wish I could take the two of these and mash them together. Oh, yeah. I was in, in, say way, that... in ways that aren't just like, hey, I could put this limb on the other one. But, like, I think that those side paint decos would go, would would look all right on the Japanese version. And the American one has really nice hands and feet. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I, I still don't understand why the Takara one has hand foot guns. Yeah. As and even though it has like a new unique hand foot gun piece, is the weird like three toed one a uh, unique or did I not, not just remember Isn't seeing that, that one before? That might be blast offs. Yeah. And yeah. I, I did not have, I haven't had blast offs. So that very well could be. So that's a kind of Japanese exclusive piece. But no, I like that they have. Uh, new guns for crap. I'm the the motorcycle afterburner. Yeah. Afterburner, after for afterburner. Well, this is um, afterbreaker actually. If we're talking about the American one, no, I'm talking about the Japanese one. So it's afterburner. Uh, oh, it's going to the Japanese one. All right. Um, uh. Well, no, I I, I I I have both of them. I opened them at the same time. There's a whole lot of just compare and contrast between the two. Mm. Um. Yeah, I if they're the same price. I would probably say go with the Japanese one, All if right. they, or if they're similar prices, which most places they are. It's like a hundred and a hundred and twenty. Unless twenty dollars is going to break you, in which case you probably shouldn't be buying toys. I would probably go with the Unite Warriors. And uh, TJ, you've got both as well, right? Uh huh. All right, 
Are you are you how how are you feeling about finally having your computrons touch down? I do find it fascinating how both versions go for completely different things and end up creating two very different looking teams yeah. that that combine into two very similar looking robots and still come really close to accomplishing both of their goals. Cause you know, you get the Takara you get Takara one where it's strictly straight up anime style colors and decos and it's not always correct in a few spots afterburner especially but you do get you do get a very solid team i love all the new parts i love how much work they went to make sure that all the figures they picked out were as good as they could be and all this and like nose cone himself is a fan is probably the best toy to come out of this line yeah i'm psyched about japanese nose cone yeah how do you how do you feel about whites versus grays because that was a big thing that that stood out to me see here's the thing like it, it's strange there's some spots where on the hasbro version i really wanted the white to be a, a little bit you know, a lot to be done better like mm-hmm. uh light steed was one of them and uh after breaker was the other because i really wanted that white windshield but for the most part i actually kind of prefer the off-white just because the the super bright white that takara uses tends to blur some of the details okay so i i do like i do like uh i i don't mind the off-white because things and molding tends to stand out a little bit better no like as far as like it it's really going to depend on where your nostalgia lies because yeah you could look at the two and go well like for the retails i paid it was like 35 bucks more to get the unite warriors version but a hundred dollars for the u.s version also gets you two toys that the other version doesn't include yeah so there there's definite value there and there's some things that you can argue because like you get a nose cone in from takara that's extremely good makes a really really good toy and then you look at the u.s version oh it's just a repainted brawl but when you go back and look at like the original computron toy that hasbro's trying to emulate that's actually a much better pick mm-hmm. like it matches details a lot better than i thought it did so it really depends on where the nostalgia lies like if you remember computron from the show takara's yeah that's that's going to be your bet if you grew up with the toys then hasbro's is just as good i there's so much to them that i find where i like what this one does but it's got a drawback here and this other version fixes it and i was like i'm like you i wish i could kind of match them together i wish the plastics matched more yeah so where i could just i could put the hands and feet on there and like put the afterbreaker on for the arm and all that just get my perfect computron but it's not quite there i don't know like it's strange to me because there's so many ways I prefer what Hasbro did, but I can't argue how much work Takara put into theirs. And the Takara one, like, at a glance, if one's not, like, an, a Computron enthusiast, I feel like the, the Takara one has, like, that that really bright white has a very clean contrast. Although, I gotta say that the, the off-white, it took me a, a, a little while to realize it was off-white since I only have the one of them here. Um, yeah, like it's obviously off white, but like when you're just messing with the toy by itself, you know, kind of devoid of any other ones being around, it took a little bit for me to go like, let's up with this white. Oh, it's a little bit gray. Okay. Yeah, and that's the thing that I didn't quite realize myself until it was the two of them side by side. 
Yeah. And it became very clear that, like, oh, this is, uh, like, a bone gray versus a very white Computron. Yeah. Or versus the very white uh, Takara one. And, again, it's not a thing that that bothers me so much, but I think that it it just really pops out more. Well, especially if you're, like, someone who's trying to make a decision between the two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not a very helpful conversation to start off with anybody who actually really cares about Computron, because it is, it's like, it seems like a laundry list of, like, reasons to buy both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm, I'm writing a video for the two right now, and I'm looking at it going, this is not helpful to anybody. <laughs> this, this is me just being very indecisive about which one's better. I think with videos... Especially, like, you know, video you're passionate about or a piece of, you know, a review video or not. Like, it doesn't have to end up saying one is better than the other. Like, I think it's really important to be able to say, like, no, they're sorry, but they're both good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Apologies, but they both have qualities. Like, I think really the the most damning thing for the Combiner Wars one is that it has Superion's chest and head. And that's yeah. if you haven't already altered those on your Superion. Like, I quite like stock Superion's torso. So that's why I'm thinking of getting uh, third-party add-ons for Computron to make him look less like Superion. But I think, like, you know, stock, like, that's probably the single most damning factor for the Combiner Wars one combined is just how much he looks like Superion in the center mass. Yeah. Um, that's. I mean, that's part of why I think I like the, the Takara one more because they do differentiate. And especially mm-hmm. even um, in his individual robot mode, he has his very G1 chest. And it rolls back to a case of, like, I don't... I mean, I see why Hasbro didn't do that, because, hey, remolding is not cheap. But it seems like just a couple of those small steps would go a very long way to differentiate him, not only from, um, you know, the, the aerial bots but also from the Computron that came out before. Yeah. And it's, man, it's such a shame that, like, like it feels like the two Computrons happened, but by the time they were both happening, it was too late to kind of link them together. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so weird Mm -hmm. how they came out at the same time, but they both have tooling the other one could have used. Yes. Like, like Unite Warriors has all this individual retooling, but then the, the Combiner one, the Combiner Wars one straight up has better hands and feet. That should be in a gift set, and it's like, man, <laughs> like how? And I think for me, it's also like, and I've talked about this in a previous episode. Like, it it made me double frown when I saw Megatronia is coming with the Victorian hands and feet, which yes, obviously are tied to those you know retools, but like just on a very base level, I'm like, so she gets them. This makes it even harder to accept that Computacon does not have them. Um. Yeah, I don't know. How, how do you guys feel about, uh, just on the Combiner Wars one, how do you feel about the whole Scrounge and Cybax in inclusion? I found that attaching him to the combined mode, if I alter after Breaker's canopy to stick up higher, to, like, match the height of the, the Scrounge spire, like, it kind of works. Gives him two very tall shoulders. I don't know. I was very pleasantly surprised by how much I liked Scrounge in the combined mode. Mm-hmm. It's a great little bonus piece. Like, it's something they had to improvise together. 
Like, I think it works out perfectly fine. Like, the vehicle mode matches with the other Technobots with a futuristic feel. The colors work. Um, yeah, and even, like, his, like, character-wise, like, Scrounge does kind of make sense to go in with the Technobots. I like this idea that you get this additional figure that kind of forms this, like, communications dish on his big shoulder. Mm-hmm. So he has this way of like accumulating data on the battlefield without like overloading his own processors that are already slow enough. Yeah, like it, it feels color aside, it feels kind of kind of proper. I think the color is really like as someone who kind of likes it, the color is the hardest part still. It's just so bright. <laughs> um, but it's scrounge. You can't make him a different color. Yeah. Um I was supr- I was nicely su- surprised just to find that it has like a nice metallic sheen to it, and it's not just straight up yellow. Yeah, and man, like it, it really, it really feels good on the com- on the the Computron gift set where the sixth Legends figure is an old Legends figure. Mm-hmm. It's frigging Cosmos. Like mm-hmm. I, I like Power Glide and I like Blackjack a lot, and I think I've made that clear. But like. Getting friggin' just Cosmos and his little buddy. It's like, this feels like a larger, thicker toy that's coming with this set. And it was really cool. I don't think they had a choice, because it is really the only Legends figure that thematically would have fit in with them. You know, and then when it comes to, like, Cybax, he's gang-molded onto Cosmos in the first place. So, right. yeah, it's a package deal. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, it, it feels like I'm... It's It feels kind of like the difference between a 2010 Deluxe and a current Deluxe, you know? Not quite as big a gap, but, like, just a little, like, I just felt like I was getting a little bit more toy than I got with, you know, Menasaur or, or, uh, or even Bruticus. Like, and I love that Shockwave mold. But, like, just, like, the Cosmos mold just felt so full, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, have you guys, have you guys had, uh, any problems at all with the combiner ports on American Computron? Uh, I found I, I was I was given a heads up that the shutter on his uh, left leg, like what would be the nose cone leg, that kind of spring loaded shutter piece tends to be kind of loose. And on mine, it is kind of loose. But I believe Rack uh, over on T Formers, uh, his is so loose it's straight up like if he if he picks up Computron and leans him forward, nose cone will sometimes just fall out of the socket. No, mine seems fine. All right. Yeah, I, I haven't had any issue with either of them. I was curious if I'd just gotten lucky or something, but it sounds like, uh, if you, like, is it, is it, does it feel any looser on yours? Or yeah, actually, you'd need to be really looking for it, I think, to notice. No, mine, I don't seem to have any looseness problems. And actually, one thing I noticed is that between the two of them, their shoulder port covers are different. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh wow, I didn't even notice. Yes, whereas the U.S. one has the same flap that the at. Um, uh, that's been on all of them for the Japanese one. It has like a a different peg fill-in piece. Oh, I I don't have a Japanese one in front of me, so I'm taking oh, your word geez. for it. Mine's out. Mine's out of reach now. I'm trying to remember what it was like. He's out of reach. That's just gonna make him sad. Um. All right, I think that's all, all I can really offer what with only having one. Is there anything else you guys would like to drop about, like, the Computrons or Japanese Computron or the whole Computron experience now that you've actually gotten there and you have Computron? I'm not upset that I have both of them. They both very much cover a different, like, niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I remember the toys 
more than mm-hmm. I remember Computron from the show. Like, there's part of me that thinks, part of me that thinks if Afterburner on Takara's version had been orange, which, strangely enough, if you go back and look at the show, that would have actually been more correct than the bright red. Uh, if if he had been orange, I think it would have solved any like major issue I saw of Computron. Compu- like Takara's Computron just feels odd to me because he's all red and white, and then he has just a like straight up brown leg. Hmm. Like like his left leg is just rusty. Like there's a color mix and a color balance to the American Computron that I really appreciate compared to Takara's. I just yeah, color wise, I kind of I kind of agree in some places. I just man, Light Steed and American Nose Cone are like such snores in that gift set. Like they 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 are really unexciting to me. <laughs> Light Steed was a disappointment, you know. And yeah. uh, there's man, even Takara's didn't really hit the knee that I had. Like it didn't paint enough of the. It didn't paint enough of the windshield in robot mode. I don't like the silver windshields when the white would have been accurate for both car, uh, toy and cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still don't like that breakdown mold as much. Like I, I don't like how boxy and blocky it is. I'm, I'm still waiting for like my, because that was one of my favorite toys as a kid, and, I'm, and like something in me is still waiting for like a real light speed. And I, I got a feeling like. You know, at this point, you got to start looking at the unofficial ones. But even then, you only have two to pick from. Yeah, and I saw one, and it's, it's pretty, much, pretty much the same story. I was like, it's not yeah. even close. All right. I guess that's our Computron story. But you two also got a whole bunch of other toys, didn't you? Didn't you? Yes. All your fancy pants, friggin' Walgreens that you have over there. Yeah. And mine did not come from any Walgreens. I'm just assu- I'm just... I'm, mine, I'm, mine did. I'm blanketing <laughs> it all as a bunch of Walgreens American nonsense. I don't even know what those toys are like. You guys, t- tell me about Wave 2. Tell me how great it is. Um, So for me, the places of, like, Wave 1, it was all about the Autobots. The Decepticons were all right. Wave 2, the Decepticons are the winners. And the Autobots are Okay. <laughs> no no i'm right in there with him um chrome dome is good but um hi- highbrow mm-hmm. i always forget between him and brainstorm yeah highbrow highbrow is i wish that he did other things with his rotors and wings or something and mine has a super loose um neck port his, hey, his he, head just wants to wobble in there. He's Scourge, so he's and, supposed to. <laughs> and the way that he, he has, like, the chest panel thing that kicks out that's there, I guess, to fill out his chest and make it look bigger, uh, it seems not so great. The way that you got to make his landing gear by jamming his guns into the hex ports, and then it doesn't quite work still as landing gear is kind of a bummer. There's a whole lot that's just like, I don't know, that's the other one. Let's just get it done and out the door. And I know that I know that's not how it really was, but it just after the way that um, you know Weird Wolf and Mindwipe come across, this just feels like they like this one was maybe a little bit of I, I hate the phrase, but phoned in. 
Do you think that it might just be his inherent scourgeness? No. No, because it's stuff like so he's got his like on the off of his triceps and the side of his arm is his like helicopter blades and little winglet. And it would be super nice if there was just a hinge in some part of this to change the way that it sits. Because unfortunately, his propellers then just contact the whole cockpit chunk that hangs out, that like flips over and hangs on his back. And then he ends up with two very bulky arms that just seem like it would be interesting if they collapsed down a little bit further. Or if they had like a break in the in the blade so that the blades could collapse down or just something else. And uh, TJ, are you feeling, as you said, you felt kind of similar. Do you also feel like Highbrow is kind of the, the bottom of the wave? Uh, he kind of is. He feels a lot more basic. Um, you really don't get the... You really don't get the scourgeness until you get to the transformation step where you have to pull his spine down. Yeah. Like, yeah. beyond that, it's a very different toy that just happens to have some of the same engineering. Um, some little things, like, okay, that little chest wedge, like, that's something that, like, he's had since his original days, so that I don't mind so much. Like, it's just an element of, uh, of the character. It's just... You know, I, I think they just had to make it flip up and flip down just because it wouldn't have clearance underneath otherwise. Um, yeah, it's just not as thought out, I would say. Because, like, there's part of me is like, looks at this vehicle mode going, I wish, I wish his arms weren't just so obviously there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want those, I need those to fold up or compact together something, just... You know, it it just feels like it feels like a very basic transformer where, like his like a big chunk of him's not even hiding. It's just there, and I just have to fold his fists out, and boom, half the robot's done. That's weird because I mean I know why, but it's it's kind of funny how Scourge, the one thing he did, you certainly could say he did, was hide his arms because they're under those those big shells. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, how'd you guys feel about Chrome Dome then? Who, uh, I, as I've understood, if he's a remold of anyone, strangely enough, it's Blur. Even though he's only using like his hips. No, no, that's. I, he's not a. He's his own thing. If anything, he has more Combiner Wars genetics in him due to the way that like his hood kind of collapses back in a way, and his legs flip out and around. Yeah, like, there's a lot of him that feels like Combiner Wars dead end, and I think a lot of people were comparing him to that before he even came out. But he's got plenty of his own tricks, too. Yeah. The way that his his roof parts or his, um, yeah, car roof parts end up on the back of his legs, and then you can peg his big pistol into the uh, notches on the top of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Are definitely his own his own uh, DNA in there, but yeah, he's he doesn't stand out. He's a good like he's a solid B, and it he it's a good toy. I would not say hey, don't get it. Um, but yeah, he's he's just he's, like a part of the wave more than anything yes. else. He he's he's a part of the wave. He continues the 
actual headmaster's theme. His head is very much the IDW Chrome Dome head. Um, much narrower than, um, I don't know if I have code sitting around here anywhere. I don't think I do. Um, but he, he, he pulls himself off very well, but doesn't stand. (laughs) Yeah. But doesn't stand out to me nearly as well as, uh, weird wolf or, uh, or mind wipe does. Well, tell me about Mindwipe, because he's the one I've been the most excited about, because of those legs. So the way that his legs become wings is crazy to me. Um, it it works very well. Uh, I kind of wish that there was some wing-shoulder articulation that you could kind of do without it pulling everything apart weird. Yeah. Um, just because his... You end up resting like his bat head on his robot crotch. All right. As you flip him over, because so his his robot arms, like his bat feet, are on the back of his elbows, and so he like flips over, stands on his elbows, and then you unfurl his legs into his wings, and he still has a coffin for his his head to go into. Um. And so you you have some like wing articulation due to the like three or four pin joints that make the box of his leg. I just wish there was a little bit more in that. Although it does give it a good look because he has like one tab that tabs into like the back of the robot leg or of the uh, the alt mode rather his his bat leg that keeps everything together. So it's kind of a yes but no type of thing mm-hmm. okay um but i really dig him i i kind of wish his soft plastic was a little bit less soft but um because it has a couple of points where it has tabs that feel like it should really tab into something and just kind of hangs out in the location of a tab but yeah i I like the way that his the one little bit of parts forming that's part of like the bat tail thing becomes a shield to hang out on the back of his arm that has a claw option to it too. Have you seen the photos where they attach his weapon to his head as a new kooky head? No, I think I've missed that one. There's a certain view of his weapons that looks like a big like cartoony gaping mouth and two big eyes. I can't okay. describe it because I don't have the toy, but I've seen the photo and it, it made me laugh. All right. But no, I really enjoy him and and Weird Wolf. I thought at first my Weird Wolf was broken or messed up. And then I realized that you had to like flip his torso apart a bit in order to get um his appropriate wolf length uh for for that. But it's very very poseable in both robot and alt modes um that's it's been fun to just sit there and and pose and he's got enough articulation and the wolf head that you can get the great confused dog looks out of him too and it's kind of cool how like weird wolf when he happened in function x was kind of a big star of that line too Mm -hmm. weird wolf's getting a good deal after being like a weird botcon toy for a while yeah and uh, i are good I was going to say, I've enjoyed everything of these deluxes minus kind of Brainstorm. Have you got Brainstorm? Or not Brainstorm. 
um, oh, highbrow. highbrow. Okay. Well, TJ, do you concur about the beasts? Like, how, how did you find them to be? I did enjoy the beasts a lot. Like, Wolf Wire. Because uh, I'm just going to call him Weird Wolf. Who cares? Yeah. Um, He has, a, he, like, the way his torso transforms, I didn't expect. I thought it was going to be very typical Beast Wars style. Well, arms are arms and legs are legs type thing. Um, he, He's got a little bit more than that, which that was nice to see. I like that his head was on a big ball joint, so he's got some posability there, and he's expressive. You know, and the extra trans... I like that his, like, his fangs inside his mouth are all, like, separate translucent parts. Kind of mm-hmm. like on uh, on Skullcruncher? Um, well, yeah, they're separate parts, but, yeah, it's got this kind of, like, like it's almost like an Energon tooth thing. It uh, reminds me a lot of uh, Cybertron Snarl. Oh, cool. So he does make a very cool beast, and he does transform a little bit more than I expected him to. So that was that was that was much appreciated. And he does form a really really nice robot. Um, I would agree that for me, Mind Wipe is definitely the winner of the wave. Like the way the wings transform, like I love just how involved that is. I kind of wish you weren't stuck in this bat standing straight up thing. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of, I wish his head had range to make, to like look up, so he has kind of a flight pose as well. Because there, there's like because of the way those legs kind of fold around on hinges, his wings do have like all that hinging for like flapping motions and things, you know. And I would, I would love a little bit more posability to utilize that. Like, is it just like one key joint missing? Um. I'm not sure it's so much a key joint missing, just like the way his head goes from like where it rests on his back in robot mode to where it sits in beast mode. It's just one big hinge that gets it up there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there isn't really there isn't really a gap or any kind of extra hinge that would let his neck go upward. I was trying to think if there was like some easy add on part one could make. Mm, that might be tricky. No, but the the toy itself is really nice. Like he he, okay. he he comes out a really solid robot. I really like the look of him. You know, and it's such a cool way of dealing with like because wings I think have been like a sticking point for Transformers for so long at this point. It's like yeah, anytime like how, to, how to do them, you know how to do them, what to do with them when you make the robot. Because typical logic is well, they're just too thin to make anything out of, so just stick yeah. them on his back. This was this is like a really refreshing change to that. I I love that it deals with the wings so well. They have to come up with extra wings for him. Yeah. Just so he has them in robot mode. No, he's 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 easily the best one on the wave. Like he's a really cool piece. And like, yeah, if he gets like I wouldn't mind if he is the one that ends up being bomb burst. If that list is true, I would easily buy this toy again does it does it make you feel like you're gonna go for uh bat primal uh pre-orders already in all right you're gonna go for bat primal (laughs) expensive deluxe but i love what that toy does yeah i'm uh i'm really happy to hear all this good news about mind wipe because going into the line i think he's the one i was the most excited about from all the initial leaks Mm mm-hmm so it's very, very vindicating to hear. 
Um, anything else new Transformers wise from you guys? Uh, not for me. Uh, I've got an Alpha Trion. Oh. How is okay? How is he? Because like I want to like him, but I haven't watched any reviews of him, so I'm I'm kind of just in a in a haze still. Uh, for me, Alpha Trion's fantastic. Uh, there's it's it's a rather intuitive style of transformation how like everything works on him so you go you go pretty well from this you know decently proportioned beast mode it's got a little bit of weirdness but nothing you're not unfamiliar with if you've ever played with like a g1 predacon or something Mm. to like that very blocky spaceship mode you know and the way it works and the way it like tucks the lion head away in the rear uh, does a good enough job of hiding everything so that it's really hard to tell like how one becomes the other and it does kind of rely on panels the same way sentinel did but they are big chunky panels so there's a it feels a lot more solid and the connections are a lot more uh well solid i mean i I like i like transforming sentinel so if he's if he's better and experienced than that, then I'm I'm kind of looking forward to him. I had more fun transforming Trion than Sentinel. Oh man, I will say nice. that because I also think Alpha Trion seems like the colors he's in in America don't feel like they would be the colors he'll come out in if he does come out in, in Japan as oh, Alpha no. Trion. So I well in Japan I don't expect him to be Alpha Trion at all. Yeah, yeah. Like I I think that they might. Because it seems like that's that seems like a character that they might do you know do the extra mile to work in, but I'm almost yeah. more expecting like, uh, like Go Prime or something. No, like in my in my head, it's a perfect uh, victory Leo waiting to happen. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen the, uh, the well not the the digi bashes, but I've seen the idea the idea pictures about that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like it's it because only because. You know, especially when you're dealing with Japan, like more so in Japan than over here, this line has been all about creating these characters like as close as they could be to their original forms. Mm-hmm. So you've you've got headmasters that pretty much transform the way the old ones did, which a few other tr- few extra tricks, but for the most part, similar toy just upgraded. You know, we're seeing that again with like Six Shot coming out, and uh, I think Blur is a really good example. So it doesn't, you know, like let's just make G1 Blur straight up and there he is and he's fantastic uh this is it's interesting to me that in a line that is so dedicated to sticking to the original designs they go and do this alpha Trion, which is a drastic drastic change up from any of his previous designs like even the like even the like the botcon exclusive stuff that this is kind of taking inspiration from but no like the figure itself like the only thing about him is that for an Alpha Trion, the robot does come out a little bit stocky and heavy looking. Well, he always looked to me in photos like he's like an armored Alpha Trion. Like the real Alpha Trion would be the headmaster almost. And like mm-hmm. this is just like his transtector. It's almost like it's almost like uh, almost like Alpha Trion is like the king of the Vikings with this giant fur armor on. Yeah. Like It does. It, like it looks really really cool and one thing like i love about this toy is that the paint apps did not get skimped on like outs 
one weird thing is like for some reason they didn't paint eyes into the lion mode. Like there's molding there for it, but it's just the same wash of purple that the rest of it got. That's about the only like deco thing I can really strike against it because the they left in so much of the paint and it's just lavished on this toy in a way that you haven't seen out of the Titans Return line where they're trying to do uh, a lot more with plastic color than they are paint. And yeah, he's he's like the he's the wave two toy that I really want to get. Um, and I, I'm hoping like he's the one where I think I might even pay just straight Canadian retail for him if I see him in person. Like he looks like a really I'm glad to hear that he is as fun as he looks. Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of worried that he might end up like just banging into himself for lack of a better term. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is one element to him that I actually really like. There's a little bit of play in him, because if you don't like the stocky look that he has, for the most part, that's because of the where his lion sits, on, like the the front of the lion legs sit around his waist. There's a little bit of play in there because of the articulation. So you can rotate those downward so that the claws point down and they kind of blend into his skirt. And... If you want to like completely do away with that and kind of trim down his midsection, those can all rotate to the back on the lion's elbows, and they form kind of like a coattail look. Oh, nice. Okay. So you you got some variety with him. So if you don't quite like the way his look, you there's a little bit of play. I I, I still really like how he looks just as is because he's got all like the details are meant to have all these sharp elements from the lion coming up across his body and then outward as he gets to the shoulders. Yeah, I really got to see that guy in person. Like this, this is good to hear. I think I'm going to continue going review blackout on him and just wait till I see him and get a hold of him myself. But yeah, I'm, I, I've, I'm getting some hype. And, uh, I'm just nodding along. Sorry. <laughs> how, how dare you no that's all right um anything else on your end tj um transformer wise i think that's good for me okay i've got one other on topic thing to talk about um which i actually didn't get a i did not get a photo ready but uh, i got a really interesting knockoff um i'm gonna try to find a picture of it but to, well, here's the thread. This I think that the opening of the thread shows photos. Oh no, it shows some finished photos. So this is a, a you know that knockoff Evasion Prime I got, which I got because he was made really well and was like an upscaled, improved Evasion Prime, uh, which I believe was made by Wei Jiang. Uh, so this is by a different company called Kubian Bao. Uh, this is a downscaled MP10, uh, who is like pretty much Voyager size. Uh, he also has more die-cast in him, uh, like the, gro- the the groin plate is die-cast, a bunch of other parts of die-cast, most of his accessories are now die-cast. Uh, the thing about him is he's built, like, frigging solid, He and he feels, hand-feel-wise, like a better toy than MP10. Also, he was, like, 50 or 60 bucks shipped American off eBay. Basically, I, I'm in love with the figure. Um, like his transformation is basically MP10s, but they simplified a few things. The smokestacks don't do anything now, and uh, the side windows don't do anything. And there's a lot less stuff going on in his torso. Like you don't have to rotate his ears or anything. You just fold his head in, and then you're done. Okay. But the the, the meat of the transformation is still the same, except it tabs together better <laughs> than on MP, on my MP10. 
Um, his joints are like, they feel more solid. There's ratchet joints all over the place on him. Uh, he's heavier than MP10, at least in hand. Like, I'll, I could, he probably, he might mathematically not be, but just he feels very dense for how small he is. Um, his vehicle mode ends up being extremely close to just being the same size and dimensions as the original Diaclone convoy was. Uh, he's still got rubber tires. He randomly comes with a solid metal Age of Extinction sword, which he can actually hold to some degree. There's no tabs in it, but he can kind of hold it. He has like a jetpack, and I don't know if that's Bumblebee's jetpack or an upscaled version of the jetpack from that uh, THS convoy. Um, his gun still folds up into his back, but at a smaller scale with no spring-loaded features, it's it's terrible. Uh, his gun is embarrassing. Uh, he's got these kind of weird sort of distracting silver spats on his feet, but um, I super recommend this thing. Like, it's really cool, and it feels good, and I think MP10 is a nicer design when it's smaller. Just, it, it feels, it feels right. Um, he also comes with spare heads, like three spare heads. One of them is Orion Pax, but the other two, I can't tell if they're from the THS G2 convoy or not. But basically, if you don't like the kind of rounder, um, mouthplate pointed down head that he starts off with, he's got more two more angular heads with the mouthplate pointed up, and then one of them also has cheek plate sculptings on it. I don't know the source of those heads, and I'd really like to find out what they are, uh, where they came from. The third head literally looks like it's from Deluxe Orion Packs. Um, so this is, it's a really interesting toy, and it's very inexpensive, and it's built really well. It is, like, easily another member of that, the new really weird marketplace of straight-up knockoffs that are built borderline better than the originals. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, like, if you, if you have the spare, you know, like, 60 bucks kicking around, I would super recommend this thing. <laughs> Like, it feels so good. It's where it's getting away from being knockoffs and being homage, but it's, kinda. But it's not. Like, it, it's not yeah. like third-party stuff, which, you know, you, more often than not, third-party stuff comes with the caveat of the the physical engineering is original. Like, this mm-hmm. is MP10, but right. at a different size with a slightly better build quality. Uh and then, like, a few little engineering changes. Like, it's so hard, like, weird to define it. Because it, it, it's easy, like, you know, you could call third-party stuff knockoff as well if you want to get into the IP part of it or the, the design identity part um, yeah. of, of the line art. But, like, this is, like, this and that Evasion Prime, uh, M01 Commander, they're both much more knockoffs than anything from what most people would call third-party stuff. Right. Except they both do so much to feel anything you know, feel like anything but a knockoff. Like, it's it, it's a really weird, strange little market that I, I'm kind of enjoying poking around in, because it's like, it's like the high-end version of how knockoffs used to be back in the early 2000s when it was just weird colors and resizes of existing toys. Mm-hmm. Um, except these ones don't crumble to dust. Uh, it's a really good little piece. I would, if you just want, like, a, a desk optimist... Or if you think Classics Optimus still isn't for you, like, I would say this thing is super worth considering. And it's not all that expensive for what you're getting. Um, so I, I want to sing some praises of that thing. And I want to thank the, the uh, in the third-party sub-forum, the discussion thread for it, which I found, because I went on the boards, and I decided to do a search to see if anyone was saying hand feel. And there was someone had got a copy of the thing and said that the hand feel was good. And then I was like, oh, I didn't even know this was a thing. So that's how I discovered it. Thank you, uh, Kubion Bao MP10V thread. 
Thank you, hand feel. Uh, that's about it for on topic of what we got. So let's close out with some off topic. Aaron, did you do anything off topic? I stumbled back into Star Trek Online. That's okay, because I'm sure there's some Deep Space Nine stuff in there. Yeah, there is. Um, actually, so the whole reason why was it came out on consoles. And a whole bunch of people were talking about it on consoles. And I was like, hmm, I wonder how much like of the lifetime subscriber cred has built up on my PC version. So then went through like the two days of had to re upload or uh, re download everything since it wasn't on, uh, on uh, my new PC and go through all of that. And uh, then realized I had enough to buy the, like the, what was it? The agents of yesterday where it's a new air quotes faction where you're from the original series so like your like first 10 levels it's all the um like tutorial space is you are a person from the 22nd 23rd century whatever the original series time frame that then due to machinations of temporal cold war you get thrown into the time period of the star trek online game but there's a whole bunch of like classic ships and the like that are in there and it was it was interesting. I've gotten a little bit of play in, but then stopped for sanity's sake, I think. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe not. We'll be hearing but, about this again next next week, yeah. I'm sure. But that's really about it. Alright. I don't have any, any real off topic stuff myself, uh from this past week that I can recall. So, uh, TJ, while I try to recall if anything did happen, uh, did you do any off-topic stuff this past couple weeks? Uh, you're not going to have long to think because I really didn't. All right. I, taking two Computrons kind of takes it out of my off-topic stuff. You took two Computrons to the face, and you're still recovering. To the wallet that I keep on my face, yes. You shouldn't keep your wallet there. You should keep it in your underpants like I do. But it's so handy. I was starting to word associate and I really shouldn't so I'm going to I'm going to stop. Um Yeah, I can't think of anything off topic that I got this last week. I'd swear I got like a figure somewhere, but I don't I seriously don't remember. You know what I did though? In in Canada, Walmart's somewhat randomly, not 100%, have been rolling back Titans Return Deluxes to $12.97 Canadian before tax. So, you know, you know, a great way to get someone who said he wasn't going to end up troop building Scourge to actually go out and buy two more Scourges. <laughs> uh, so I, I I did that and I played around with them a bit because I've got the, you know, the Japanese one coming in. I think I kind of want a fourth Scourge now because I figured out a way I came up with sweep configurations and so I have a heavy sweep and a sweep interceptor. And if I get one more, then I can have another sweep interceptor and another heavy sweep. So it'll be like two interceptors, two heavies and then real Scourge in the middle. If I can get a fourth one for super, super cheap, I think I might do that. I'm starting to... The, the Scourge mold gets better when you have more of them. In vehicle mode, gets better. The robot mode still kind of sucks. But the vehicle mode is actually kind of cool when you, like, rearrange the weapons on them and double up. You know, like, the heavy one is... The, I, first, I remove the top cannon from all of them. The heavy ones get a double barrel cannon on either side. The interceptor gets three of the single ones. It's like one on either side and one on top of the one that's usually the single thing on top. Looks kind of cool. 
This isn't going to become a Viacon thing, though. I can guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I said with Viacons. But they're Viacons! They're different! You're not talking gonna... about the original Viacons right now. You know this, right? I, I do, but it's not going to happen. Anyway, that's that's all I did. That's all, I, that's all I remember doing, so I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, as, as I said before, if you have not checked it out, please go check out WTF.TFW2005.com and uh, participate. Say hello. Uh, leave us some Zune reviews if you're a Zune user who's been uh, getting lax in your duty to this podcast. We're expecting to see some good feedback on the Zune marketplace. And uh, otherwise, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, TJ and Aaron, for joining me. And... Uh, Join me again down the road in the Great Link. But you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.